guys welcome back to another episode of everything but hockey brand new year brand new episode first episode of 2021 i hope you guys all had a great and healthy safe new year as many of you guys listening know the flyers are gearing up for the start of the 2021 season we've all been waiting so patiently for this and it is right around the corner training camp officially started a few days ago this past monday but unofficially it started on sunday january 3rd The players had physicals and they had media day. And that is what this episode is all about. It kind of spurred from a digital marketing meeting me and the team had last week where we were discussing media day. And then we just thought this would be really cool to give you an inside look. And I went on Instagram, said, guys, would you want to ask the players a question? And you guys showed up. I had, I think, 500 questions from you guys. So during this episode, the players will be answering your questions. That is the bulk of this episode. And I'm really excited for this because it's the first time we've ever done anything like this. Um, But before we get into that, I want to tell you what Media Day is because I realize it's not a word in everyone's vernacular. For us, it's like, oh yeah, Media Day. But basically, it is the biggest day of the season for game presentation, which is who puts on the games at the arena, and the digital marketing department. This year, even more so because we don't know when the next time we'll get to create player content with them. So this season is obviously completely different than years past because we're doing everything virtually and adhering to the NHL's guidelines. And because we did everything virtually this time, this was an unprecedented media day that in the beginning kind of sounded like your first work from home Zoom call. Remember that back at the end of March? So here's a quick bite between Kevin Hayes and I. This was around 8 a.m. What's up? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. Are you in this building? No. No, the bubble's big. I'm at the arena. Perfect. You guys remember when you would log on to Zoom for the first time and say, can you guys hear me to your coworkers? We weren't quite there, obviously. We were much more advanced than that. But at least for myself and the players, it took a little bit to like get used to doing this through the computer. It was just so different. So during this conversation and all of media day, like you heard me say, I was at the arena, but all 41 players were at Skate Zone and we were communicating through computers. Now, before I get into the actual setup, I wanna explain media day. That word might mean nothing to you. Media day is like a boot camp of content where you're fulfilling different needs from different mediums, different platforms, and in different locations. So for instance, you've got digital and broadcast needs. Digital would be Flyer Social, Twitter, Instagram, the website, etc. Broadcast being NBC Sports Philadelphia and what you watch on your TV. Now, you also have video versus still photography. So completely different setups. And then when I mentioned different locations, it was all housed under the same roof, but there were different stations and sets between off-ice and on ice. So it's this giant beast of a day where Flyers game presentation, digital marketing, and our broadcast partner are all striving to get the best content for you guys. Throughout this episode, I'm going to tell you how Media Day used to work and obviously how it's working now. But before we get into that nitty gritty, we're going to just jump in to a few of your questions and you're going to get the answers that you wanted. So let's start with Kevin Hayes. I have a few questions from fans. You're very popular. Okay, this one is from Zach. If you could spend the day with Gritty, what would you do? Uh, We would do everything in Philadelphia. We would go to the Rocky Steps, we'd go to the Liberty Bell, maybe hop on the ice, play around the golf. 
uh, go to Angelo's, get a cheesesteak. Um, uh, just, you know, things that best friends do. Pick out your sleeping bags. Yes, exactly. Love that. Um, this one's from Chloe. What does it mean to you to have Gritty at the games? Uh, everything. That guy brings in noise every time he's there. Even if we have an empty building, uh, I know Gritty will be there uh, pumping up the boys. He will be. Hi, me again, coming to you from my home studio. But no, I just wanted to hop on and give a quick little disclaimer. You might hear a little bit of difference in the audio. That's because I had a lav mic on and the players had a boom. So if you guys know a little bit about audio, it's just two different sources. So it's going to sound a little bit different. Also, I always shouted out your name if it was an actual name. If your handle was like, I love cats 94, I didn't, I didn't do that. So let's jump back into media day. What are your thoughts on the divisions and the new restructure? Yeah, I mean, they try to figure out the best way possible, the safest way, and um, I think we have a tough division, but uh, it's a good challenge for our team, and I think we'll be up for the task. Are you pumped to say, play the same opponent every other day, or how? Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll get uh, pretty interesting after the first couple matchups, but um, yeah, it should be exciting. Good stuff. Um, all right, I think we're just waiting for Nolan now. Okay. Uh, you might have to go to other people because I think he has to do some more testing. Oh, okay. Uh, but we'll come back. Christine, do you hear that? Just hold tight because if I let you go without approval, I'll get it. Okay. Oh, I got approval. You're right, good. Perfect. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. See ya. Hey, guys. Me again from the home studio. Uh, next up is Scott Lawton. He came in. I was looking down at some paperwork, so that's why there is a little bit of like, oh, hey, you're here. So we're going back to media day. Hello. What's up? That was quick. It's okay. Um, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. How was New Year's? It's awesome. Good. I'm just finding where you are, so I ask you the right questions. Okay, I found you. Um, okay, are we good to roll on your end? Cool. Okay, so I asked the fans some questions, and Dabby wants to know, what are some of AV's pet peeves? I don't know. I think he just expects you to work hard. So I think uh, when you're not doing that and doing things right on the ice, I think uh, he'll let you know. And, and uh, sorry, I'm just dealing with some outside noise here. It's very distracting. What do they think we are, like actors and actresses? Interview here. Hello, can we get quiet on the set? Lenny. Why don't you just shove someone with your stick? You're closer. Uh, yeah, so uh, what was the question? <laughs> it was, just tell me like low-key, AV, let's say you're supposed okay, to be yeah. on time. Is he a big, be prompt, you know, be 10 minutes early? Yeah, I, I think he just expects you to be a pro, so I think uh, no matter what uh, you're doing, be on time and, and uh, just come to work every day and, and uh, he'll be a pretty happy guy. Okay, and then, uh, let's see, no, I'm not going to ask you that. Um, what shows did you binge watch during the break and off season? Uh, there's so many. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I watched some tough shows. I watched the uh, uh, Vanderpump Rules. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Tough because you had to watch it. No, I actually enjoyed it. So uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I watched Tiger King like everyone else during uh, quarantine and pretty much every uh, other Netflix show. So. Okay, me again, home office. Um, I'm laughing because I was watching the video just now when I was kind of editing this, and there was just a lot going on. 
and that's why Scott was distracted and there was some noise. So I'm going to explain to you what was going on in that room and what media day used to be. So starting with what was going on in that room and why he said, Len, quiet down. Well, Len is the photographer who does their official headshots. So normally there is a whole room dedicated to Len and the photography. But this year, he actually had to shoot the headshots from the hallway via a glass door and a remote. So that is just one of the many changes. Um, But going back to what this was like before 2020, this is how media day would go down. We would set up shop at Skate Zone, which is the Flyers practice facility in Voorhees. We'd set up about 24 hours in advance and load in would go through the night into the early hours of the morning and we'd get the different stations ready for the players to walk in starting around 5.30 a.m. They wouldn't get there until like 7, but just in case they came early, we wanted to be all set for them. Last year, I got there at 4.30 a.m. because I had my hair and makeup done because I was being extra, but regardless, pretend we're at Skate Zone. So let's start with the on-ice activations. The ice looked like a small music festival. There were giant LED panels, lights, jibs, which is what the camera moves around on, like a crane-looking structure. It was it was awesome, to be honest. And the whole rink was partitioned into different sections by pipe and drape. And the players would move from section to section. And this is where we'd get on-ice gladiators. Now you're like, gladiators, what is that? Well, they're those super slow-mo or real-time shots that get you really hype. So the players will skate as fast as they can to the camera and then come to a stop while the ice flies up. It's powerful stuff. This is like top-notch cinematography, beautiful shots. And they're used on the video board, the broadcast after a player's scores or flyer social media, mainly Twitter, hype videos, highlight reels that you see throughout the season, all that good stuff. So that is the on-ice activations that happened prior to this year. Remember, we're still at Skate Zone and we are pre-2020. So then you walk into another part of Skate Zone where there isn't ice, but there's a turf. And along the whole wall of that room are a bunch of rooms that we transform into little production houses. I had a room where we collected content for in-game and digital. Sponsorship had a room where players would record sponsorship reads. NBC Sports Philadelphia had a room. And then there was also a headshot room where Len would take their photos. They'd model the flow they've been working on during the offseason. And the rest is history. That was media day back then. Flash forward to 2021. So all 41 players were at Skate Zone with limited staff while the rest of our production crew was doing camera ops from the arena. So that's where I was. There was a producer with me, many camera ops, all at the arena. So those gladiator on ice shots that I told you about before, they were shot off ice against a green screen. And then my room was virtual. The setup in my room was the same as the player's room at Skate Zone. Production-wise, it was like a full set, complete with a white backdrop, lighting, camera. And we had a real camera, you know, that we were supposed to look at. And below was a computer. The idea was for us to look into the camera and have the computer below, which was essentially a Zoom as a reference, but I think we ended up just looking straight into the computer, talking to each other that way, but hey, it's fine. And then there was also the sponsorship room and NBCSP room that were also virtual. So that should give you an idea of how we used to do media day in the past and then what we did this year to stay safe and also get that content that you guys love. So that being said, we're going to go jump back into the content. So let's do that right now. Let's go back. Joel Farabee is next. Want to come to the center, just to your left, I think? Like, perfect. All right, I got some questions from the fans. Uh, Andrew, Matt, Jamie, plus a lot of others ask, why did you change your number from 49 to 86? 
Yeah, so 49 was my camp number, so that was like assigned to me, so I didn't get to pick that. And then I switched because 86 was like the first ever number I wore growing up playing in Syracuse. So I kind of had it in my head all along. If I ever made it to the NHL, hopefully one day I'd be able to switch back to 86. So luckily I got the chance. So that's a cool moment. You happy you got to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Good way to go into 2021. Absolutely. I think that's it. We're good. We got you. You're done. Awesome. Thank you. Great job, guys. Great job. I feel like I saw Shane next. Yes. Hi. Hello. 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 <laughs> Fan question. Amanda asks, what shows did you binge watch during the break and off season? Uh, I watched The Office for the first time. I know. Crazy. Lauren asks, what is your favorite all-time game as a flyer? Uh, we played one playoff game. It was actually on my birthday. Um, it was my rookie year, I think. We played against the Capitals. I scored, and we won, so it was pretty cool. My whole family was there, too, so it was, it was a good, good game. How old were you? Do you remember the birthday it was? I think I was turning 23. 23, maybe, or 22? One of those. 23, maybe. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but at 22, I was looking for my first full-time job, just putting things into perspective there. But that was Shane Goss to spare. I feel like we're getting in a roll now, so next up we've got Ivan Provorov. That is bright. What aspect of your game have you worked on in the off-season? Uh, a little bit of everything, honestly. Uh, I think there's, you know, there's always room to improve uh, in every aspect of your game, and this is what I was trying to do this summer. Or this off-season, I guess. Not quite the summer, but... It's all blending together. Yeah. And then I just have... We're good, Andrea. Not most memorable hockey play? No, we can Okay, thanks, Ivan. That's all. All right, thank you. Hey, Andrea, Phil has testing at 10.30, so can we try and do his, his super quick? Yeah, Phil? Phil Myers. So that was Brian. He's our social media manager. He's in the bubble with the players. So he was over at Skate Zone and sounds a little muffled, obviously, because he's wearing a mask, but he was trying to tell me that Phil Myers, I had to do it quick, and that's who's next. Okay, we have a question from the fans. Laura wants to know, where did you get your iconic gold chain? Uh, that was given to me by my parents about maybe 10 years ago, and I've worn it ever since. Was it, like, what occasion? Birthday? Yeah, birthday. Do you remember how old you were? Probably around 13, and I, I rarely take it off. <laughs> Clearly, it's iconic. That's it. I stuck to my word. Phil Myers out the door. Next up, I'm going to let you guess who you think these players are, just based off of their voices. There's like a million guys in here. We got to just... Hello. Hi, guys. What's up? Not much. How you doing? Good. You? Good. Do you think you know? If you guessed Voracek and Raffle, you are correct. So first, we're going to talk to Jake. I'm just going to ask you guys to separate. Whoever wants to go first, just kick the other one out of the frame. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jake, I'm just finding your questions. Okay, Jake, this is a question from the fans, and I think he is also from Czech Republic. His name's Thomas. He says, what is Jake's favorite Czech meal? <laughs> All right. Well, there is quite a few of that, but... Uh... You won't know what is. I, I'll go with segedin. That's uh, that's probably my favorite one. Can you tell me what what kind of food that is? It's a, like a Czech typical thick sauce with uh, sauerkraut sauerkraut in it with dumplings and and a beef in it. It just it just it's something like goulash, but it tastes completely different. 
if you kind of know what I mean, but it's some kind of ingredients. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really good for you, but it's, uh, it's delicious. It sounds very warm and comforting. Yeah, yeah, you should, you should try it. It's, uh, I don't know when or where, but uh, if you get the chance, it's, it's awesome. It's another thing I'm going to Google as soon as we're done here. All right. All right, Jake, that is all I have. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, Thomas, there you have it. Jake Voracek's favorite Czech dish. Now we're bringing Raffle back on a set. <laughs> yeah, but let me do that like later. Is that cool? This is a question from a fan. They ask, what is your daily routine every day? <laughs> I get up in the morning. Depends if my family is here or not. So either I set an alarm or I have a kit as an alarm. And I take a two-minute cold shower and I'm, I have a coffee and I'm ready to start the day. Professional hockey players, but they're just like the rest of us, guys. All right, next up, Sam Moran. I have a question from a fan. This comes from Lucas. He asks you to talk about your position change and how do you feel about moving to winger? Oh, yeah, yeah, so that's pretty new. Uh, basically, uh, how I feel about it, I'm pretty excited. I think uh, just, just being here... With all my past injuries, I think it's a huge opportunity for me to. I'm just happy to, to to be with the boys and uh, not being in the rehab rehab room anymore. And uh, I can't wait to try it. Honestly, like I just gotta try my best and uh, always have a smile on my face and yeah, and work hard. That's the only thing I can do. Great way to go into 2021 yeah. and a new position. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Well, he's definitely excited for the change and obviously to be out of the rehab room. So I'm happy to see him back and smiling. Walking in next is Brian Elliott. Where are you? Are you like here, but not here? No, I'm in the arena. Oh, okay. It's not like the next room. Yeah. And then another question from a fan had to do with being inside the bubble and away from your family and what you did to concentrate on hockey. Dive in head first with your team and try to go as far as you possibly can. I mean, we we did it as uh, as well as um, you know we could at that time, and um, you know it's a, it's a weird thing to be you know, trapped away from your family, but, um, you know, everybody understands that, you know, what we're going after and what we've gone after our whole lives. So it was, um, you know, when you put it that way, it was, it was easier, but uh, definitely hard to be, uh, be away from the kiddos. Yeah, it definitely took like a whole family front from, you know, your partner's side and on your side. For sure. The bubble had to be the craziest experience for all hockey families, all sports families for that matter. But next up, I see Oscar Lindblom. What's up? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Okay, I've got a question from a fan, and they ask, what was your favorite moment from the NHL bubble? Uh, for me, because I came, came in late, I just, just love to be around the guys and just to get there, get there late and to hang out with the boys. That's, that was a big thing for me. Then... To be able to play, that was a big moment too. But just to feel that you're one of the one of the guys, and uh, I mean, it's been a long year, but that was uh, probably the best moment uh, so far. So, yeah, I can't I can't even talk about it. It's, it's, it's too emotional. My whole heart. If you guys are not familiar with Oscar's story, he was diagnosed with bone cancer in December 2019, so just a few months before the pandemic, and he was able to go through treatment and join the team in the bubble to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is just 
incredible. And the entire team was behind him the whole time. And, you know, a month before Oscar was diagnosed, the team met with a 14-year-old who was battling cancer for the second time. His name is Zach. He's a huge part of our Flyers family. And he gave a bunch of bracelets out to the team that said, strong then, stronger now. And Travis Konechny actually wore his for months and months and months. We never saw him play a game or do a press conference without it. So it just goes to show how tight this hockey family is and always will be. And Travis and Travis are walking in right now. We're here. <laughs> Hi, boys. Hello. Happy New Year. How's it going? It's going good. Okay, so these best friends and former roommates came in hot. I had to separate them, so Sandheim went offset, and Konechny is gonna answer your questions right now. I've got a question from a fan, and they ask, how excited are you to have Nolan Patrick back at camp? Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, we got a little test to, to see what he could do when he was a rookie, and, and now uh, having him back and seeing him how much he's grown and matured as like a player, just skill-wise and everything, and, and even just him as a guy being around the locker room's always always been fun. Me and Pat are pretty close uh, our first couple of years, so it's good to see him back and in good spirits. What do you think the best chirp you've ever given is? The best chirp I've ever given? Uh, I don't know. Probably the one everyone likes is the one that was during the outdoor game, but probably some of the better ones weren't caught on camera. So give it to me. What were uh, they? Can't be repeated. <laughs> Gonna have to ask AV to mic you up soon. Yeah, that's why I always say no. <laughs> Great. Um, I think that's all. I'm all good with Travis, okay. right? Okay. All right. And the player that's coming up next, his dad was actually on Everything But Hockey, one of the early episodes. So if you guys are avid listeners, you remember Franz Van Riemsdyk? Well, here's his son and new daddy baby Scarlett, JVR. Oh, hi. How's it going? It's going. How about you? It's going. <laughs> How's Scarlett's tour of the city going? It's going good, yeah. She's starting to get a little more adjusted to our place now since we're a versus being on a, on the lake in a house now to being in a condo. It's a, it was definitely a tougher, I think, the first uh, few days. That's not, her, her room wasn't very well uh, darkened, so she was having some trouble napping and stuff, but I think we got some of that ironed out now. Do you guys have, like, the noise machine and the blackout curtains? Yeah, well, now we have the blackout curtains, but we definitely always have the noise machine going for her, and uh, we, got, we got a good setup in there for her. I just see Lauren giving her the history tour. Of yeah, the city. seriously. Yeah, it's been re, re, redubbed LT's history tour to SVR's history tour. Oh, I love that. What are some of AV's pet peeves? Pet peeves? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I would say, like most coaches, uh, punctuality. So making sure you're on time for everything is, is important. Um, and then just acting and uh, being professional. So I don't know how you would say those would be pet peeves. I guess when you're not those things, that would be pet peeves for him. So I think he wants you to be professional. And I kind of all fall into the same category, being on time, looking the part, dressing well, and just yeah, be ready to roll when uh, you get here. What has becoming a new dad taught you? Ooh, um, becoming a, a new dad has definitely taught me uh, a lot of patience and uh, a little more selflessness, because I think I tend, especially during the season, to be a little selfish with my routine. and things like that, but uh, the baby doesn't care about any of that. So you got to be uh, a good dad and make the time and uh, be very present uh, when you're there. So I think I've definitely, that's been good for me. Teach me some perspective and uh, uh, ultimately I think make me a better person too. So it's all been good. Is Franz your dad so happy 
with his grandbaby. Yeah, oh, he's, it's honestly, like, I've never seen him, like, so, like, smiley and, like, giggly and stuff like that. It's so funny to see him, so. Uh, they've only gotten to uh, meet the baby a few times just because of uh, COVID, and we've been out in Minnesota, so uh, I know now, since we're back in town, hopefully I'll get a chance to see her a little bit more, but, uh, yeah, I know he's, uh, every time my parents get to, get to see the baby, they're all pretty jacked up. I bet. I remember when he was on Everything But Hockey, my podcast, he was talking yeah. about Scarlett wasn't born yet, and he was just like yeah. so giddy. He can't wait to put her in skates. Oh, yeah. Yeah when, he, yeah, when he was out there, they were, I mean, he would have like on the NHL network, and they'd be sitting there on the couch, and he'd be trying to, she'd be looking every different direction, but uh, he's trying to start her young, so that's good. Yeah, get the noises in. Yeah, exactly. Get some of that going, for sure. It's so funny because I don't have kids, but my sister-in-law has a new baby. Well, she's about nine months, my niece. And I know how important it is for the noise machine and the blackout curtains. Like, they are not, not an option. So I can understand that. All right, the next player walking in the room is Robert Haig. Cooper asks, what is your favorite restaurant in Philadelphia? Oh, uh, there's a couple. I would probably say Double Knot is up there. Uh... Osteria is one of them too. It's the Italian food. I really like that one. Do you have a favorite dish that you get there? No, we usually order in too much food, so it's always leftovers when we leave. So when indoor dining is open, you want to see the flyers? Go to Double Knot or Osteria. Basically, that's what Haig is saying. Uh, next up is also a new dad to baby Gavin, whose wife Ryan was just on Everything But Hockey, Claude Giroux. Hey. Hey, guys. Shalice asks, what is your motivation in leading this team? Well, I've been here for a while. Uh, we've had some great teams, and, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is obviously winning the Stanley Cup, and um, I think that's my goal and everybody else's goal, so uh, we're all in this together, and uh, that's my motivation. Good old Stanley. Uh, another question, this one comes from Lauren. G. what's your all-time favorite game as a flyer? Ooh, ah. Uh, well, I think when we went to the cup finals, uh, game three, I scored the overtime winner, and uh, that game will always stay with me, just the feeling of uh, all the players jumping at me. I was, uh, it's a feeling that you can't uh, really describe. The, the crowd was going pretty wild. What goes through your mind during a shootout? <laughs> I'd like to know myself. I think uh, you try to read off the goalie. You, you have a few moves in your head, and, uh, but you know what? It's important to kind of clear your, your head and whatever is in front of you, you, uh, you have to act. Uh, you have to act what the goalie's giving you. Great question. I've thought that so many times watching Claude Giroux in a shootout. Usually I'm in the upper press, so I'm watching it from like eye in the sky and I'm talking obviously last season, but yeah. Next up, Sean Couturier. Maria asks, what is your pregame ritual? The routine is usually we, we go to the rink, we either have a morning skate or, or a meeting. Uh, then it, more, it starts more uh, with the pre-game meal, usually eat the same kind of food, same stuff around, around 12, 12.30. Uh, have a nice two-hour nap afterwards from, let's say, 1.30 to 3.30. And then um, head to the rink, have, uh, have a little snack, a little bowl of cereal there, uh, coffee, and then uh, get into uh, activation mode a little bit to kind of warm up and get ready for the game. I wish I could steal that phrase and when I'm starting off my work day, I'm going into activation mode. 
I love that. Uh, next up, Justin Braun. I have a question from a fan. They ask, what is your Wawa order? <laughs> I've been there once in my life. I think it was a meatball sub. <laughs> Yo, I haven't had that for a while, but it was good back, back in the day. That just brought me back. I used to love meatball sandwiches from Wawa, but it has been a minute. Next up, Kata Hot. Danny wants to know, what was the hardest save you made for the Flyers? Hardest save? Uh, probably my first year. Um, I think we beat the Canucks 2-1, and I had to dive across, and it hit me in the arm, and it was like five minutes left, and it was we're up by one goal. So I'd probably say that one. Yeah, that was like a serious, you got air. Yeah. That was the day we learned Carter Hart wasn't only a goalie, but a diver. Guys, I'm literally losing steam on these transitions. So next we've got Carson Torinsky. Nick asks, if you could only eat at one fast food restaurant for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Uh, fast food. Is Panchero's here considered fast food? <laughs> What's it called? Panchero's, is that considered fast food? Yeah. I'm getting a nod. Yeah, I, I would do Panchero's, I think, here. Okay, what's your order there? Uh, just a burrito and a chicken cheese quesadilla. Have you taken the off season to work on a new goal, Sully? No. <laughs> Let that come naturally if it happens. So I screened 99.9 .9 of your questions, but I do remember being in the moment and flipping through the responses. And I just like looked at that one and I asked it. And after it came out of my mouth, I'm like, why did I just ask that? But there you go. That's, that's the answer. Right after this, Alex Lyon walked in the room and him and Carson are really good friends. So we did a couple questions with them together. And then after that little chat, which you'll hear like a little bit of, uh, I'm gonna ask Alex your questions. Carson, I know you're all done. Alex, I do need you to hang around really quick for some solo questions. Bye, Carson. Bye, bye. That, was, that was good. I think we did, I think we did good. It's too bad nobody's ever gonna see that. I have some questions from fans for you. Okay. Someone asks, when we're allowed to travel and do things again, what's one place in Philly we need to visit? Ooh, good question. Um, I, I would definitely say the Schuylkill Trail is by far my favorite place in Philly. Um, I don't know, I just love it. I love the being on the water. I like the energy. I really love seeing dogs. So the Schuylkill Trail is, uh, is a regular routine for me when I'm in Philly. It's a great spot. Do you bike there? Do you run? Or you just like walk and pet the dogs? Big city bike guy. I like getting city bikes. I think uh, it's cool and convenient. Um, and uh, I pretty much just go for the dogs. Yeah, I love seeing the dogs. There's a dog park actually right across from 30th Street train station too that, that I frequent often. So wait, do you have a dog? No, no, I don't have a dog. I just go um, and just like sometimes my girlfriend and I will just like sit and watch. Actually, that's exactly what we do. We just get like a deck of cards and just go sit and watch dogs and try to like soak, soak it in by osmosis. Aww. If you guys could get a dog, what breed would you want? It's a tough question. Um, I grew up with Labs. She grew up with Golden Retrievers, so we're kind of stuck in between on those. Um, but I, we're also open to pretty much anything, so I have appreciation for all dogs. Yeah, they're the best. Um, another fan question, what is his mindset during games? Do you have any pregame rituals? 
Um, I don't have any rituals. I used to be very obsessed with uh, superstitions, rituals, routines, um, to the point where it just like consumed my life. And uh, so I, I would say that my only superstition is not to have superstition. Um, and in terms of the games, just try as hard as I can and let the chips fall where they may. And that's the approach that I try to take all the time. And uh, I think positive things happen when you just work hard and uh, try and do things intelligently. I'm curious about the superstition thing. When did you decide to break that? Um, I, I remember specifically, I was in Omaha playing in the USHL. And it got to the point where I would wake up in the morning I would count the number of steps I would take from like my bed to the shower. I would count the number of times that I would like towel myself off, how many times I brush my teeth. So like crazy all the way through. Um, and so maybe I'm, I'm not talking about superstition anymore. Maybe I'm talking about like obsessive compulsive disorder, but um, I just got to the point where I was like, it's consuming my life. So uh, I just had to stop doing it. Wow, guys, that got deep, emotional, funny, all the feels. I really enjoyed this episode, and it was so cool that you guys submitted all of your questions, and basically, you were the ones that interviewed the players for once, so I love the flip of the tables. That was fun for me, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of this format, because if we're getting rave reviews, like maybe we can ask... AV or Chuck, if we can continue to do this. You never know. And if you're not already, subscribe so you do not miss the next episode. Next, we've got Taryn Hatcher, who you know is the rinkside reporter for the Flyers. You see her on the broadcast. She covers the Flyers on TV, so she'll be on Everything But Hockey next. And until then, stay safe. I'll see you on the next one.